Oh, look, there's like a countdown. That's very... Oh, yeah, we're very fancy. Um, welcome to the mixed bag. Uh, if you already didn't notice, we <laughs> we have Sarah Hutchins joining us today on the pod. Sarah, thank you so much for um, stepping in to do this. It is my pleasure. I'm happy to be here on short notice um, and you get a all ladies mixed bag tonight. That's right. Um, well, we always start with our own golf updates and your golf update is pretty good because you went on our Scotland trip. My golf update is, yeah, it's pretty special. Um, Scotland was magical. People ask me how it was and I've just been saying I saw a rainbow every day. So <laughs> pretty gorgeous. You can't beat that. Um, we, we had such an amazing time. Um, and I can't wait to go back. I know already planning. Um, I have been playing a good amount of golf, you know, got to prepare for the couples championship need to beat Justin and Stephanie in like a month. So what's the, like, what's the strategy going into that? Is it just to drink less Which wouldn't be hard. (laughs) So I don't know. I think it's going to be like, don't kill your signal. I know that's like so stereotypical, but I think like in the moment, like frustrations just happen. So I think we call this, uh, we refer to this as the divorce open. Yes. Oh my God. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie and Justin are still together after years of competing in this. Um, I think that they were boycotting it until this year when I was like, oh, we're in town. So we're going to play. It is your first time doing it as a married couple, right? Yes. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, a lot of golf, a lot going on. In the world of For the Ladies, um, we will have our Scotland recap episode next week. Um, and there are tons of events going on. We've got a few through August, but like a full slate of events in September from clinics to happy hour nines. And you can sign up for all of those at fortheladies.net slash events. So Sarah and I are going to just dive in. The last time we did a mixed bag podcast. Um, we were previewing the Evian Championship. And in the very first time in mixed bag history, a pick from one of us actually won a tournament. I know. Big snaps for Justin. And I know. Of course, he's not here to gloat <laughs> slash celebrate slash elaborate. Um which is too bad, but moving I on. Oh, but we should note the reason that Justin is not here. And I mean, Sarah could be here all the time and we could just like move on from Justin. But like <laughs> the reason, and we do love Justin, but the reason he is not joining us this evening is because he is a head coach of the Ottawa Hills men's golf team. And he has a lot of responsibilities. He said, let me look at my text with him. It said... I'm sorry. This week is just crazy before school starts. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I to just point out that it's August 8th. Like, what is there a preseason? Are they doing training? I think what there's tryouts. Oh, okay. Right. So there's definitely tryouts. And then 
I think that they have some sort of round. I think they like have events. Um, I know Justin wasn't able to remember what his account for the Instagram is, but if you yeah. want to follow along on his coaching journey, which I feel like everyone should, it's Ottawa Hills Golf on Instagram. Um, and he has been making all of these like custom graphics for their openers. Well, and it's very funny. I think... <laughs> He's learned a thing or two from uh, you and Canva. Oh, 100% using Canva. Canva, if you want to sponsor us, like let us know. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, this is really cute. I'm going to follow them. I'm following them right now. You're welcome, Justin, for accurately providing the Instagram handle. It's very cute. Let's also just note that their um, uniforms are Grayson. So this is a very bougie golf team. Whoa, this is chic. <laughs> It's so chic. Okay, so back to the LPGA. Justin's pick of Celine Boutier won. She's the first French golfer to win the Evian. She I, she had birdie 15, and I was like, okay, she's going to just like win. She's got it in the bag. Um, and she won by six over Brooke Henderson, who was looking to defend her title. It's Celine's third win of the season. Um, she had four top tens coming into the Evian. Um, good coverage of this championship. They... They put a lot into it. It's really just like the old age question of, you know, can it really be considered a major um, when some of the top players like refuse to come? So I'm I'm ready to say that it's a major for Celine because it's cool that she's French and she won it in France. And that that makes it for 2023. It's a major. Well, I think. Yes. Yeah. And the amount that they like in continue to invest in it. I think the only thing that they really need to do to like elevate it to major status is increase the purse. And then like they could totally be there, which everyone has the money. They have to move it away from that sucky golf course. Right. I mean, it's like, there's so many things and you're just like, Like you can't, it's not Augusta. Like you can't do it there every year. Correct. Great point. Um, so yeah, moving on. We then go to the Women's Scottish Open and surprise, Celine Boutier wins again, her third title for 2023. Um, she finished runner-up at this championship in 2022. Um, and she won by two strokes over Hu Ju Kim and Ruining Yen. Um, did you tune in to any of the Women's Scottish? I did not enjoy that coffee golf, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know what I was doing last weekend. It's okay. But it was <laughs> you know, and that's honestly, quite all right. Uh, I, we didn't play that course when I was in Scotland, so I was less invested. <laughs> but I, I think that's fair. Um, it's you know, this is just like a nice stretch of golf. I think it was a five week stretch of European golf, and. Um, they will continue on this. We get the final major of the season, the AIG Women's Open. It is at Walton Heath Golf Club. Um, it's their first time hosting a Women's Open, but there was this nice article on LPGA.com about how Walton Heath, um, it is it, called Walton Heath is always champion women, which I just, it's just funny to me, but um, it's a good article. It talks about the history of the course, but it also talks about how, um, you know, amateur championships have been held there. I believe a Curtis cup has been held there. Mm-hmm. Um, other, you know, 
women's amateur championships have been hosted there. So it's no stranger to women's golf. Um, just first time hosting the AIG women's open. Um, it was designed by Bill Fowler. Um, and the other place he is known for is that in 1922, he was asked to redesign the par four 18th at Pebble beach golf links and Pebble beach. Um, it's a hole that runs along the ocean. There's kind of a tree that juts out in the middle. If you guys recall, Charlie Hull had that insane shot underneath that tree um, on the 18th hole in the final round of the U.S. Women's Open. Was that when she said that shy kids don't get sweets? That's correct. (laughs) Iconic. I would like that on a t-shirt. Ooh, we should make shirts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty iconic golf hole. I Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was, I was reading up a little bit about Walton Heath. And it seems yeah. like it's hosted, had hosted a, a number of men's events, but it's just sort of fell out of um, the rotation for men's events because it is not long enough or challenging enough. But it's good to see that they're putting it into the women's rotation. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Because huh. I mean, it hosted a bunch of events in like the seventies and eighties. Oh, okay. But I think now people hit the golf ball too far for the men's side. Um, but it's kind of nice to see courses that, um, haven't always been used for women's that have sort of been traditionally men's events hosts be able yeah. to switch over. Definitely. Um, so well, actually, of, Oh, I was going to say, gonna say South of London. And it looks really beautiful there. I'm sure it's gorgeous. (laughs) Another British vacation. Yeah, when we plan our next trip. Um, Well, Ashley Buhai is the defending champion. Um, Her final round was stellar, but I also think what was entertaining about her final round was her husband just like going ape shit um, when she won. How many playoff holes (laughs) did they play? Like four, five? Yeah. Something. I mean, they just yeah. kept playing the eight oh, people right. over yes. and over again. Yeah. Um, this is bad radio, but I might have to look up to see uh, <laughs> how many, because it, it was like fully dark when they finished. Yes. And her husband was fully drunk when yes. it was done. <laughs> they, I mean, it was like, when you think that something's going to be over like two hours prior to what it actually is. Um, so that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, no, I mean, I think this is a fun championship. It's different. Um, it's a, I think it's a great way to end the major season and everyone shows up for it. We've got all 10 of the Rolex women's world golf rankings. Um, all 10 of the top 10 are, are playing, um, so it, it's a good, it's a good event. And obviously the RNA continues to put more and more into it. It was previously, um, operated, I think by the ladies European tour. Um, and then it like shifted, it became a major, it, I think it was started in 1999 and then became a major in the 2000s. So, um, it's just good that, that it's been put on the map and they, you know, they continue to elevate it to all the, the status of all the other majors. Did you find, uh, 
the, yeah, the it final was four, round. It was four holes. That's a lot. Holes. Yeah. In the, all the same hole. Yeah, they played eighteen yeah. four times. Yeah, um, I mean it's absurd at, at Muirfield last year, which was um, pretty silly. It, pretty silly is a good way to put it. Petition to change the playoff rules, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be a good week. A lot of good coverage. Um, but what are you looking forward to with this championship, Sarah? What am I looking forward to? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually really interested in seeing this golf course. It's, it's yeah. built as a very link style course, but it's not along the ocean. Um, and it looks like it has some really interesting strategic holes. Um, a lot of bunkers, a lot of fescue, um, you know, I don't know if wind is going to be a factor because it's not on the ocean, but, um, that's sort of the, the one piece of the puzzle I think we're missing from this, but who knows, maybe there, there could still be some weather. Um, and I am excited. You know, I'm, I feel like Rosang is going to make, this is not a, a hot take whatsoever, but I'm kind of excited to see her play. Um, in this open because she's performed pretty well at all the majors so far. So that's right. She has finished, um, in the top 10 of all three majors that she has competed in this season. So would love to see her just like finish it off, like finish the season with a win. That would be amazing. Um, I would love to see Charlie Hall win, um, Mm. or at least play well, her girl, Georgia Hall. Um, they're good friends. She won in 2018. So I'm just like hoping that they just like ride the vibes of this championship together. Um, she's had a good season. This is again, kind of bad radio, but I was going to look to see, um, how Charlie has been, um, playing this season. Cause I, she's had an okay season. It's really bad because I always see people like near the top of the leaderboard. And then I'm like, Oh, they like actually have not had a very good season after all. Um, and like, yeah. yeah, Charlie Hall is a very good example of that. Like a lot of missed cuts, T2 finish at the women's open, but then a cut at the Evian and a T35 at the women's Scottish. So it's like, yeah. it's just so hard to predict. And like, I know, you know, that's also part of the whole thing in women's golf. Like the statistics, you know, aren't as up to par as they are on the men's side. So it's hard to really like judge when people are trending. Um, I mean, I will say she started the season with a T2. She's had a T7. So she's had one, two, three top tens, um, but a lot of missed cuts. But I don't know. Every week is new, is a new week. Um, This year, all of the major champions have been first time major champions. Um, Yeah. So I think we could get another one in the mix here. Um, What did we have? Lilia Vu at the Chevron, um, Ronin Yen at the um, KPMG, Allison Corpus at the U.S. Women's Open, and then Celine Boutier at the Evian. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I know. It, the statistics is tough because you're doing it based on vibes. <laughs> 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 the stats are based on vibes. It's the KPMG vibe stats. <laughs> well, as someone who struggled to look through various golf rankings to try and make some <laughs> informed decisions uh, 
45 minutes before I was on this podcast. It's very yes. challenging to find this information in a presented in a coherent way. LPGA, yes. please fix. Um, I would say like all of golf is kind of like this because on the men's side, you have the FedEx cup and that's kind of your ranking for how you're playing this season. On the women's side, we have the CME group tour rankings championship. So they rank by their play this year. And then you have the Rolex women's world golf ranking. And like you see Nellie Cordes up there and it's like, well, and Jin Young Ko and you're like, well, they haven't had any stellar season. So how are they that high that's, in the world that's, golf based on, that's like looping in last year like Correct. two and a half years or yeah again i can't find an explanation of what it specifically is online which is challenging but yeah um, anyways <laughs> it's all good it's all good we're doing everything we can here um i was trying to look at yeah it's bad i mean it's just hard man i'm looking at like i'm trying to look at the stats on the website and that they're not helping me at all. So um, do you have any picks of who you would like to see play well, aside from uh, Rosang? Um, I, I'm kind of rooting for um, Andrea Lee to play well, because I think mm-hmm. she is on the cusp of Solheim qualification or okay. potentially a, um, a, a captain's pick potentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would, I would like to see her do well. I think she's had a, she's had a pretty decent year so far, but yeah. just to make that push to get to the Solheim, I think would be great. I think I've literally picked Cheyenne Knight for every single major this Probably year. And she, won. yeah, yes. And she, she won at the, um, the, oh, the match or like the, the team the event. event. The yeah, Dow. <laughs> the Dow. Um, so her CME ranking, so like how she's been playing this year, she's 17. In the Rolex ranking, she's 41. Um, yeah. And I mean, she's she's always like up there and then something must happen between like the second and third round or the mm. third and fourth round where she yeah. just like tapers off because she, you know, she, yeah, she missed the cut last week. Um, but there was a stretch where she finished T18 at Chevron, T6 at the JM Eagle LA Championship, ninth at Cognizant, ninth at the match play, T13 at Mizuho. So, like, there was a stretch of good golf there. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah. would like to see her play well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I guess, you know, a first time winner would be, would be fun. I know. I I feel like it's likely to happen because the stars also haven't really like shown up this year. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so that's okay. Um, well, I don't have much else to say about AIG women's open. Um, it has always brought in good leaders. They have a lot of good coverage this week. Um, a lot of it is on NBC, like properties Thursday and Friday. It's some coffee golf, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. on USA. Saturday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. USA. Sunday, 7 a.m. to noon USA, noon to 2 p.m. on NBC. Um, but there's also like some fun radio. I know Cody McBride and Randy from No Laying Up are on the AIG Women 
Women's Open like radio channel. Yes. So shout out to them. Excited to tune into that. I always think it's fun when these tournaments now try to like partner with new media to see, you know, just like get their perspective because obviously they, those guys live and breathe LPGA golf, which is awesome. Um, So is this podcast up next? (laughs) You know, I don't know if we're on the radar of the <laughs> RNA quite yet, but we love it. And it is a labor of love for us. Well, we're manifesting. <laughs> we are manifesting. And you know what we did manifest? Our gooder, um, our gooder sponsorship for 2023. Ooh. And so before we get into the next part of the episode, um, we are going to talk about our gooder sunglasses. And I know Sarah has a few pairs of Gooder sunglasses. I I am a uh, certified Gooder user, Gooder wearer. Yes. Two thumbs up. They're great. Love it. Love it. You have a really good pair of blue ones. Yeah, the blue with the yellow lens. I like those a lot. I also have yes. just the pla- like classic like matte black, men in black vibes. Um goes with everything. Yeah. Love it. Well, Gooder Sunglasses, if you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, I will provide you some um, fun facts about Gooder Sunglasses. They're 100% polarized and only $25. Um, I love the material of them because they don't slip when you are doing activities like playing golf, working out, hiking, just hanging out, being in the sun. It is hot girl summer, sweaty girl summer. And Yeah. And we all need gooder sunglasses, um, to, you know, be outside and be in the sunshine and enjoy it. Um, so listeners can get free shipping on their first order by going to gooder.com slash FTL use promo code FTL for free shipping. And that is G O O D R.com forward slash FTL. Um, so thank you gooder for sponsoring the podcast this season. Um, that's it for AIG Women's Open. Excited to tune in. Excited to be able to recap it later. Um, and, I, you know, it's been a good season of major championships, and I hope this continues that. So also happening this week is the U.S. Women's Amateur, which is at Bel Air Country Club in Los Angeles. And um, I'm enjoying the social media content this week from the USGA. They're doing some fun um, stories about just like all of the celebrities that have lived on the course and just like some fun, unique parts to the golf course. Like you have to take an elevator to get to the par 310th. And they have um, a crazy tunnel, right? Wait, I actually, I think I learned from their Instagram today that there's a tunnel that because of the size of the tunnel, that's the standard size of golf carts. That's crazy. No way. Yes. Wait, that's right. That's what it says on here. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, some other fun facts. Thanks to the USGA for these. Shout out. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hepburn lived on the eighth hole. Um, Alfred Hitchcock lived in a house on the 15th hole for nearly 40 years. And Bel Air architect George Thomas um, 
George Thomas, also of Los Angeles Country Club. So um, great venue. We have a shout out to the mid-am players that are competing in the championship. Aaliyah Clark, Chrissy Carmen, um, you know, got to gotta represent for us older ladies. Yeah. And I'm sorry I called them old, but they're just not college like students. 26. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They're still younger than us. So. <laughs> so hopefully they're having a great week. When I last checked, they were still finishing up stroke play um, and stroke play determines the 64 person bracket. And then they'll go, they'll each week or each day, there'll be another um, set of matches. I think there's one day where they do play two, like it might be 64 and then th- and 32, 32 and 16 something like that. And then you'll have quarterfinals, semis. It's a ton of golf if you make it to the finals. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Um, So much golf. I think this, it looks like a really cool course. I think this is a nice bookend to the LACC USGA Los Angeles championships season. Um, And it looks really beautiful and I'll never be able to play there. No, but like, it's fun to look at and like, that's okay. <laughs> We're just manifesting that again. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Um, so yeah, excited to follow along on that. There's coverage of that on golf channel. Yes. Um, and you can find that, you know, they'll post all of the coverage throughout the week. So, um, if it's, also, it will be streamed on Peacock. So um, stay tuned for that. And it's, oh, something I did want to know is like, it's obviously interesting that um, the AIG Women's Open and the US Women's Amateur are the same week because that does take some of the players who could be competing in this week's tournament, um, does take them away from it. For example, defending champion Saki Baba, defending champion of the U.S. Women's Amateur at Chambers Bay, is competing in the AIG Women's Open because with her win, she earned that spot. Um, So it totally makes sense. And then Justin's favorite gal, Ingrid Lindblad, number one in the world. girl. I know, World Amateur Golf Rankings. She is playing in the AIG Women's Open. Hope she plays well. She will not be wearing a hat. And she will have her braid. And just love it. Every time. I don't know how she does it. Um, I know. What a queen. Is it, has it always been scheduled like that? Or is that a shift? I think something shifted. Mm. Um for it to be this way. And I don't know if it goes on this way in future years. I'm sure it doesn't because the U S open and women's open are earlier next year. So all championships are earlier. So I'm sure it was just a one-off thing. So that is the U S women's amateur. Be sure to tune in on golf and NBCU properties. Um, Next and lastly, we have Solheim Cup Watch. Thanks to Sarah, because she did a little bit of research while she was looking around. I did the minimum amount of research that one could do. <laughs> yes. Um, and that was literally to see who's on the teams as of the standings right now. Um, yes. I could not, the, the Solheim cup is September 18th through 24 this year. So yes. I imagine that they have a cutoff for the rankings qualifications. Um, yeah. That date is not provided anywhere on this website. So <laughs> let's just pretend it's sometime in September. <laughs> but the 
the European team right now is um, Maya Stark, Celine Boutier, Leona McGuire, Georgia Hall, Charlie Hull, Lynn Grant, Carlota Singata, and Anna Norquist. Stacked. <sighs> that's that's a lineup. That's a yeah. lineup. Um, and the LPGA um, Solheim Cup points side of things are Nellie Corda, Lilia Vu, Allison Corpuz, Megan Kang, Jennifer Cupcho, Danielle Kang, Lexi Thompson, Rose Zhang, and Angel Yin. So Rose Zhang and Angel Yin, actually, those are kind of the, and, and Allison, oh, and Lilia. Those, I think those are all the newcomers. And I think everyone else has been on a team before. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's exciting. A couple new people. Um, the U.S. Solheim Cup team will be finalized August 28th. Oh, okay. End of the month. End of the month. Um, so, yes. Right now, Corcuz, Corda, and Vu, as well as the top two players in the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings who are not already qualified via the points standings, and then three additional captain's picks will round out the 12-person U.S. team. But the European... They do is different captain picks because yes. why do it the same? <laughs> why do it the same when you can be different? <laughs> you make the 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 women's golf podcasters very confused. Well, it's like the best part is like you just like pluck somebody out of the world and like ask them to research this, and it would just be like a hot mess. They would have no idea where to start. I, I will say the European team, their website at least has like, it's divided up like LET Solheim Cup points, one and two, mm. Rolex World Golf Rankings, three through eight, and then Captain's Picks. Like yeah. it's very clear on their website, which I can appreciate. Thank you, Team Europe. Yes. Um, the the elephant on the list, of course, is Lexi Thompson, who <laughs> due to the way that the Rolex cup standings are calculated um, is qualifying for this team, but uh, has not, has, has barely made a cut this year. Yeah. He made the cut at the KPMG PGA women's championship. And the Cognizant Founders Cup. So I was just looking. I wanted to know what her overall record is. It's seven wins, eight losses, three ties. So like, it's not like she has this like stellar record either. But I don't think they can get rid of her if she qualifies from Rolex. No. She's injured, which like, yeah, he might be, but she played at the Dow um, event, but also didn't make the cut. So yeah, it's not great. It's not good. It's not good. Not a good outlook. No, I think the European team right now feels very stacked. Yeah. Those ladies have been showing up, putting up numbers. Yeah. So Uh, yeah, I'll be super curious. I mean, It'll be very interesting if Roseanne gets on the team. Um, just like really big breakout year. Yeah. With that. that would be very um, exciting. I'm yes. Rooting, I'm rooting for her. I know. I think she would bring some just like excitement to the Solheim Cup. 
some energy, some youth, some youth. We love youth. (laughs) I'm well, fabulous. I mean, Sarah, it's been 31 minutes. I have kept you long enough on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'd be gabbing all night long if, you know, if, if I was able to. So it's good to keep it, uh, to a time limit here. It really is. Um, So yes, everybody tune into the AIG Women's Open. Next week, we've got our Scotland trip uh, recap podcast. And then the following week, I'm sure Justin and I will reconvene to chat about the AIG Women's Open and talk about the remainder of the season on the LPGA because as we know, the golf season never ends and everybody just keeps playing golf until the end of the year. It's true. This feels like a... This feels like a, a a pause moment, kind of, even though there are still events going on. I'm like, I'm looking at the calendar and I'm just like, burp, burp. like there's just events literally all the way through. After Solheim <laughs> Cup, I'm really, I'm checked out for a little while. Yes. But, yes. Uh, I know. I know. I'm... I'm just looking at the the calendar. It is crazy because like th- with the season not really kicking off until March, it just everything gets moved back. Um, yeah, we don't want to start a schedule rant at this point in the podcast. No, we've done that like every episode. We're good. Um, so thank you so much, Sarah, for your time and your um, insights. And we appreciate you hopping in to help. My pleasure. 